from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, glad to have you with us. Uh, welcome. It is a legal night at Radio Night Live, and we are a little bit iffy on whether or not my co-host can actually respond when I say, welcome, Imran Ansari. Testing one, two, three. <laughs> the beauty of live radio, Kevin. I can hear you loud and clear. My audio may not be as clear as it should be because I am simply on a uh, a humble laptop microphone. But it sounds like he could hear me, and I'll. Uh, no one has ever told me that I am I am not loud enough. In fact, they uh, tell well, me yeah. pipe down. So, but here's here's the real sadness. You're at the immaculate ABK Law Studios tonight. In fact, uh, where. Um, Arthur Idala was just sitting moments ago is, in fact, where you're sitting right now. And for some reason, the microphone that Arthur Idala was able to speak into is not able to be used at the moment by you. Now, right. I'm wondering and, uh, you know, what kind of wicked wizard came in there and put a hex on the whole thing. Well, Kevin, I'll, I'll let you know and our viewers know because they, they tune in every, every Thursday night to, to hear me spiel on with you about the law. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I am coming fresh from a deposition involving a very high-profile client I cannot name. Uh, and I didn't give Arthur the heads up that I'm going to be jumping in the, the seat here only because I've been so busy. Because the one reason why I can give you and, and, and talk to you and we discuss legal topics is because I live, uh, breathe it, and do something else with it every day of my life. Um, and that's the real radio here, live radio. Yeah. I'm coming right out of that to this. And... Um, uh, Arthur, when he jumped off the, the line, I guess, on his show, turned off the system, not knowing, in all fairness to Arthur, that I was going to well. be literally running in here to jump on the, <laughs> the line. But you guys can hear me. Kevin, you hear me. And I hope we're, I hope our viewers or uh, our listeners. Our listeners. Yeah, I think they I, we're Well, we're hopeful that they do as well. Uh, so ha that having been said, we've got a special guest joining us in the next segment. The biggest trial in the country right now is the one of this Alex Murdaugh. Now, yep. I think I remember some of the stuff that was uh, surrounding that case when he got arrested. But to be honest, that was so long ago. Like, for me personally, it doesn't hasn't really impacted my life. What's that case fundamentally about, Imran Ansari? Yeah, Kevin, I've been really um, deeply involved in this case as a commentator and an, a legal analyst for a lot of media sources, I'll leave it at that. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been covering the trial. You know, I'm a, a host on the Law and Crime Network. Tomorrow I'll That's be hosting right. uh, yeah. 3 to 5. We cover it live. So we're, we're not just talking about the recaps, Kevin. Um, I'm there live in court when I'm hosting. Uh, and then also when I'm doing commentary on various TV networks and also our show. Uh, and I can tell you that this this trial has really gra like gripped the nation uh, because there's so many moving parts and components and uh, a lot of legal woes in the past of Alec Murdoch. But to, to get our listeners up to speed, if they don't know uh, who Alex Murdoch is, um, he's a South Carolina attorney uh, who is now on trial for the murder uh, of his wife and son. Uh, and Alec Murdoch was, you know, this is a smaller town down there in South Carolina. Uh, and I think our guest coming up is going to be able to really shed some insight on that area, on that jurisdiction uh, if I should use the legalese. Uh, and, you know, Alec Murdoch, his family were, were real legal luminaries in that area. Uh, but he has had a, a tale of woe, not just because of the tragic deaths of his wife and his son, which he's accused of murdering. Uh, but, you know, he, uh, there's there, he's facing other uh, other crimes, other trials for financial 
uh, issues, you know, allegations he stole money from his firm, from clients, etc. And it's been a real legal drama. And you would think that, you know, this case emanating out of South Carolina, uh, could it really reverberate the way it has across our country and internationally? And people are just fascinated. And I always say, or excuse me, I have been saying on, on air that this is all the makings of, of not only one Lifetime movie, but a, you know, weeks and weeks, <laughs> a, a mini series, if you will. And I guarantee you, Kevin, somewhere at one you of those. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's someone's going to someone's gonna option the rights. And, you know, the attorneys right. that are involved now, they're going to get paid well uh, for what they right. do. And, Speaking and, of which. Yeah. Just you know, we're sponsored by Plaza College. All the court reporting that goes on in the case—that's all going to be used for the movie. They're going to get paid for it. Become a court reporter. Go to plazacollege.edu. Uh, all right. Absolutely. So we'll get into that tonight. Yep. There's also some other stuff. Um, Sam Bakeman Freed is facing new charges. We'll talk about uh, what he's uh, seeing as well. Um, and we've got um, well, there's there's just a, a number of things. The Trump Georgia grand jury. The the weird thing with that uh, four person on that grand jury like what's that all about I mean, it's like that was weird did you see any of that i only saw snippets of some of the stuff she said but like how that's not you're not supposed to do that are you no Is not there? at all i mean it, it, it pretty incredible i'm looking forward to chatting about it yeah all right so uh we, we got all that to get to well so y- you were in a deposition until just literally moments you have me before now? we yes we got you now um you were in a deposition literally moments before we went on the air that's your life like every day like you know how how long was that uh, deposition today so we've got a lot of things that we're going to get to um one of the things that um i i think is going to be interesting for us to try to deal with is you've got now uh the biden state department that is also uh getting a little bit of scrutiny you know the uh, house went under separate oversight when the new congress came in and now the Biden State Department is being scrutinized for for supposedly censoring uh, news that it disagreed with as being information. Uh, the House Oversight Committee is questioning the State Department's use of taxpayer dollars to supposedly su- suppress uh, speech by conservative news outlets, be they, um, you know, various cable channels or, or whatever as supposedly uh, combating disinformation. And they had to know that when you changed the, the, the hands in the House, when the, when, the, when the mallet went from Nancy Pelosi's hands to Kevin McCarthy, that some of this was going to be brought up. Uh, some of this was going to be uh, dealt with. And uh, in a letter to Secretary of State Blinken today, the chairman of the... Um, Oversight Committee, James Comer, wrote that the committee is investigating the agency's actions after reports were uncovered that there was an alleged blacklist of conservative news outlets run by the uh, British Global Disinformation Institute after the department paid it $330,000. The Committee on Oversight and Accountability, this is from the letter, is investigating reports that federal funds administered by the Department of State were used to suppress lawful speech and defund disfavored news outlets under the guise of combating the said disinformation. The committee is disturbed by the recent report that taxpayer money ended up in the hands of a foreign organization running an advertising blacklist of organizations accused of hosting, quote, disinformation on their websites, including several conservative-leaning news organizations. The committee seeks documents and staff-level briefings to understand the scope of the department's use of those federal funds. Anyway, uh, if that turns out to be true, I think they've got some real stuff to answer for. It's one thing to have two sides combating in the like the, the public marketplace over information. It's another thing to have the, the, the executive branch of the federal government putting its thumb on the scale and pushing down as hard as it can, which is basically what the State Department is being accused of doing here. And if that, in fact, is true, I, there, there better be some, um, you know, uh, recompense for it. Um, there's a lot that they're going to have to deal with. But anyway, that's, uh, that's just one of the stories that uh, is hot on the front burners tonight in the world of legal news. It is Legal Night. It is Radio Night Live. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. We're coming right back. 
Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0, 800 All right, I tell you every single week that uh, Mike Connors will answer one of your questions, one of your real questions here uh, personally. And, uh, Mike, this week's question comes from John in Queens. He says, uh, Mike, my aunt died. I can't afford to pay for the funeral, but I know she had life insurance policy. Can I collect that to pay for her funeral? Mike Connors. Well, the big question on that, who's the beneficiary of the life insurance policy? Yes, if you're the beneficiary, you can collect that, and you can work with your funeral director, and most of them, I think, will do this. If you're not the beneficiary, you may have a problem, but then again, who is the beneficiary? Maybe they should pay for the funeral. Um, But some people are under the mistaken impression that if you have an insurance policy, it's used to pay for a funeral, and it's automatic. It it doesn't quite work that way. That money belongs to the beneficiary. Even if it's an insurance policy that's specifically designed to be for post-death expenses? You know, ahead of time, the aunt could have made a deal with the funeral parlor and assigned the policy over to the funeral parlor. But if she didn't do that, that money belongs to the beneficiary. Well, it's important to uh, know these things. And, friends, that's why we're always telling you the uh, biggest mistake you can uh, have happened uh, with your end-of-life planning is to just not plan at all. So uh, call Mike Connors and his team at Connors & Sullivan this week. Uh, get your uh, plans looked at, see what you need. Uh, maybe it's a will, maybe it's a trust. The McCulloughs have done this. We certainly recommend the wonderful team at Connors and Sullivan uh, at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And then Mike will be ready to answer more questions from you. Just send them to askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com, and then be listening Saturdays at 8 o'clock in the morning for um, on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, and Sunday morning starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, as always, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. If I should take an ocean, dump myself into the ocean, ain't nobody finish if I do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. All right, uh, control room, do I have my co-host? Yeah. Is Imran I'm there? here. All right. I am here. We get Kevin, you on. Can you hear me? Is, are you on a tin can with a string? I, I no, yes, yes. And yeah, I also okay. have a carrier I have a carrier pigeon on the way just in case. Good. I was I was hoping that at least we'd get the tin can with a string going tonight. <laughs> uh goodness gracious. We're in the business and we can't even get our business right here. Okay. Uh, we are, and so, I could tell you this, just so you know, I, I think there's uh there's an internet outage, uh, at least for where I am now, because I can't get anything. So I think that may explain a lot. Well, that that's that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yep. Luckily enough, it lasted through Arthur's show. 
It got all the way through Arthur's show, and then and then it just decided just before my show. My luck, of course. This is how the gods treat me, right? Like, uh, oh, Kevin's coming on. Let's send the lightning bolt down now. Um, all right, so we've got you by uh, Carrier Pigeon and uh, String with Tin Can tonight. That if, Hopefully, we'll be able to make the best of it. Um, let's talk about uh, – do we have our guest, by the way, um, Nick? Okay, and um, – that's that's wonderful. Uh, let me let me just pull up the intro uh, because again we've been working on the technical difficulties and I want to make sure that we do this properly. Um, we are we are talking tonight with Susan Williams, who is a South Carolina criminal defense attorney and former st- uh, state assistant prosecutor, uh, who has been practicing in South Carolina for like two decades, and she's a former member of the Association of the Criminal Defense Attorneys. A native of South Carolina, handled numerous criminal cases and has appeared on local network TV like uh, CNN, Fox News, Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, that's a good one, and Court TV. Susan, welcome to New York. Uh, Despite our antiquitized uh, technologies, we are glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You sound better than my co-host does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I'll be your new co-host. Okay. Uh, wow, what a what a disaster. Um, okay, Susan, what's going on in the Alex Murdoch case? I mean, a lot of people that don't live in the area and are not, you know, immediately impacted by the, the big local coverage may not may not be following this uh, tooth and nail. So get bring us up to speed on on w- what's happening. We're on week five of the disgraced lawyer, Alec Murdoch or Alex Murdoch, however, People want to say it is pronounced different ways here. And today we found out a bunch of nicknames that people in the South have. We, we knew they were nicknames, but no, he's on trial for the double murders of his wife and his son. He also is faced with like a hundred indictments that range from financial crimes to just all kinds of white collar crimes. It's one of the longest crimes we've, uh, one of the longest trials, excuse me, that we've had here in South Carolina. Big day for South Carolina today. Uh, Criminal defense attorneys like me geek out on (laughs) criminal trials. And today, Alec Murdoch took the stand in his own defense, which as you may know, rarely happens. Okay, yeah, uh, Susan Williams, I appreciate that. Imran, you're at the biggest criminal defense firm in New York City. How many times would you tell your defendant to take the stand in their own defense? Very rarely, Kevin. And you know, Susan, uh, you and I have been probably following this. You know, I uh, uh, I'm on Court TV. I host on Law and Crime, and I've been on the networks talking about this. And you. I'm sure you would agree uh, that we've been sort of following this trial in and out because of all the uh, sort of nuances and the amount of legal problems that Alec Murdoch is facing. Uh, And, you know, we sort of pendulum sort of swinging back and forth on this case with the prosecution coming in with a largely circumstantial case uh, and the defense now putting on a case and really poking holes in that circumstantial case, putting on Alec Murdoch's son uh, to paint a different picture that the prosecution has. And I, I, Susan, I'm going to agree with you. You know, in a case like this, and, and you know, people have asked, do you think Alec Murdoch is going to testify? Uh, and I've been saying, listen, if I was his attorney, um, I would not put Alec Murdoch on the stand. If I was in Dick Carputhian's shoes, who is Alec Murdoch's attorney down there, uh, or his lead defense attorney at least, I would not put him on the stand because it just opens him up to cross-examination on so many areas, including the financial crimes, the boating accident, which is the whole thing that we could take up many hours on this show to talk about. Uh, and I'm really surprised. And I think, you know, Susan, it, it, I, I've been wrapped up in a deposition all day on a civil case. But I, what I hear, what I hear trickling out of South Carolina, Carolina in that courtroom is that they carpooled me and made it very clear on the record uh, that this was Alec Murdoch's choice to testify on his own behalf, which is, of course, his right to do so. But Dick Hartpooby and sort of covered his uh, you know what uh, in doing so. Agree, agree 100 percent. So what did you said that uh, there was a lot that was learned today? Did Do you think as someone who has, uh, you know, been in the criminal defense business for two decades, do you think he damaged his potential outcomes by by taking the stand? Absolutely. And the first thing I want to mention 
is that we're talking about someone who's trying to garner sympathy and drum up sympathy with a jury when he cannot even remember Justin Pliner's name, Angela Pliner's name. Um, these are two people that died in two of his cases, and he stole from the sister and uh, daughters of of these people. Um, you know, it, 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 that within itself is so cringeworthy to me. Uh, the point in him taking the stand today was to drum up sympathy, to make it seem like there was a revenge killing because of this boat crash that his uh, deceased son ha- is in, has been involved in, was involved in. And I think that he has really painted himself into a corner and thought he could outsmart everyone else. And it's not going well, if you ask me, for Alec Murdoch. Yeah. And, and Kevin, can I jump in here? With Absolutely. Susan? I got to ask you because, you know, we as attorneys are so in many ways tied to our jurisdiction. And what what I mean by that is that, you know, we get very used to the customs and practices uh, of practicing in the law, especially as trial litigators, um, you know, in a certain area. And, you know, you'll have jury pools, which will be very different. You know, if I'm trying a case here in New York City, I'm sure, you know, a jury that you're in front of down in South Carolina are going to have a lot of different different sort of opinions and thoughts and and that's just natural because you know we, we we even tell jurors during jury selection you know we we know you're not robots you have biases and thought processes and feelings how do you think uh with with the way alec murdoch sort of presents himself with this sort of legacy of of being a legal family there in a relatively small town in south carolina um i, w- I want to get your perspective as a criminal defense attorney practicing down there how do you think that the jury is taking his testimony so far um, as he's testified today? They ain't buying what he's selling. That's what I think about that. <laughs> that's, that's pretty simple. <laughs> How far did we get into the questioning? Was it just the uh, was it just him making his case or did did he get crossed uh, cross examined today? No, oh, he was cross-examined. He he had he if if he could have just had his direct exam and then left the building, which he actually, you know, they gave it. They had a break, and he got up, and I thought, oh my god, is he leaving? No, I'm, I'm joking. If he could have stopped there with direct and and not gone on the cross-exam, he would have probably been. He probably would have presented uh, something that would have been sufficient for the defense but that's not the way our justice system works right he was on cross-exam we expect him to be on cross-exam creighton water said four or five hours probably more i'm thinking at the rate we were going today which i'm not criticizing at all so is there do you think will it will it continue tomorrow what's the status of the uh, case right now Absolutely. We're still in the middle of cross-examination of Alec Murdoch. All right. Let's take this break. When we come back, I want to ask Susan Williams, criminal defense uh, expert in South Carolina who's watching the Alex Murdoch case, uh, exactly what yet, if she was leading the cross-exam, she would do as we we, uh, traverse on. It's uh, Kevin McCullough, Imran Ansari, Legal Night. Stay here. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. A new poll finds a majority of Americans are concerned about China's global influence. Correspondent Norman Hall reports. The poll finds that just 40% of U.S. adults approve of how President Joe Biden is handling relations with China. About 6 in 10 say they are gravely concerned about China the world's second largest economy after the United States. The survey was done by the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. Tensions with China intensified after the U.S. shot down a Chinese spy balloon two weeks ago. The Biden administration has reserved tariffs on imports from China and restricted the sale of advanced computer chips to the country. The poll was conducted February 16th through 20th. The margin of sampling error for all respondents is plus or minus 3.7 percentage points. Norman Hall, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow by 108 points. This is SRN Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota, who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. 
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michael's of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michael's of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michael's of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michael's of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com. Listen to us online at AM970TheAnswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Well, we have been talking so much about Plaza College and their court reporting program, and the response has been overwhelming. So Plaza College now wants us to tell you a little bit more. They have been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. (laughs) So tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970, com. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, evidently there's a massive internet droppage of something somewhere because it's it's causing everything related to this show to drop. In fact, in the next 10 sec, I'm just kidding. I thought I'd play a joke. My voice, go away. Anyway, uh, Imran Ansari is back with us. He's on the phone. Hello, Imran. Hi, I'm just saying it's probably a balloon over uh, New York, New York <laughs> yeah, area. And South Carolina. The Chinese have sent a spy balloon to kill yeah. our internet. We're going to wait until it's over the water and done all the damage and shoot it That's down. That's it. After it takes all the data, then we'll shoot it down. That's how we're going to do it. Uh, Nick, do we have our guest? Is Susan Williams still with us or not? Okay, so we're, we're working on getting her back. I, I have no idea what's it. It is like the gremlins came out and just got into all the equipment as soon as we went on the air tonight. Um, but, Imran, you've been studying a lot about the Alex Murdoch case, and it's, it's huge news nationwide. Um, the prosecutor is midway through the cross-exam. Uh, they, they got him to admit to certain things today. He admitted that he lied to law enforcement and a, and a couple of other things. Um, if you were if you were spearheading the cross-exam team going into tomorrow, what do you focus on uh, right here? Sure. So, I mean, Kevin, there, there's a lot of material for this particular defendant to work with, which is why I think his defense attorney, who's actually doing an excellent job poking holes in the circumstantial case of the prosecution, probably was very bristled when uh, behind closed doors, I'm sure Alec Murdoch, uh, you know, against advice of counsel, decided to take the stand. And I'll tell you why the prosecution 
tomorrow, if I was in their shoes, you know, would be thinking about what are we going to work with here? Because the judge has uh, allowed in certain collateral evidence in this case. Now, Alec Murdoch, on trial for the murder of his wife and son, uh, is also facing criminal charges uh, related to a, a slew of financial crimes being alleged against him. Um, and, and, you know, and there was a fight. To but keep those that aren't out. those aren't in this case, though, right? He's right. not being uh, charged for those. So all the testimony he's giving on that stuff under oath, they're going to subpoena that for the other cases, right? Correct. But this is the. I'll give you a, a snapshot of the motive uh, that the prosecution is is arguing to this jury. Of course, the prosecution uh, in this case or any case doesn't have to prove motive, right? But juries love to hear the why, right? They want the who, what, where, when, how, and they want the why, even though that you don't have to prove the why as a prosecutor to prove a case beyond a reasonable doubt. But juries want to hear, especially in a case like this, a murder of a wife and a son. They want to know why. They want to hear the reason why the prosecution uh, is saying the defendant committed a certain crime. The, def- the prosecution in this case with Alec Murdoch um, has has presented this theory of motive to this jury that Alec Murdoch did this to garner sympathy from the public and a potential jury and even possibly law enforcement uh, to detract from the financial crimes uh, that he is facing. There's also, um, and, and I made that comment earlier, Kevin, you know, with Alec Murdoch and his legal woes, we could have multiple shows here. Uh, right. But he, you know, there's the, the financial crimes, but there's also this idea that he stole from um, his clients, that his housekeeper, who ended up, uh, uh, you know, sort of somewhat mysteriously uh, passing away, that he took money from that was owed to her family from settlements. And then there's this boat accident where, tragically, uh, the life of a young woman, uh, you know, was lost. And at the helm of the boat was his son, Paul Murdoch, who is now deceased, one of the murder victims. Uh, And, you know, there was a slew of legal problems stemming from that boat accident, uh, lawsuits, etc., because it was alleged that Paul Murdoch was drunk and and crashed a boat and this young woman's life was lost. So there was all this swirling legal problems around Alec Murdoch. And you, you juxtapose that, Kevin. With this this uh, uh, addiction that has been established with Alec Murdoch to opioids and money just being well, spent he admitted to off. it today. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why. See, that's why right now he is what I would like to to, to sort of describe as as a, 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 a hunk of play-doh on that witness stand, and the prosecution will be able, in many ways, with their cross-examination, Kevin, to sort of ply and mold him. It back into what they wanted to paint Alec Murdoch to be in front of that jury. His son, his surviving son, testified and arguably gave the jury a different picture of their father. But right now, because he decided to testify and expose himself to all this cross-examination, the prosecution has a chance to, again, control the narrative, Kevin, to take that defense case, Man, that what... defense witness, and, and prove their case. What an idiot. I mean, why... And we can talk about this when we come back, but why would you not take your own lawyer's advice, even if you are a lawyer? And, Emron, you know something about that because you represented a very famous one not that long ago. Let's talk about that when we come back. It's Legal Night here at Radio Night Live. AM 970 listeners, Steve Adubato here. Check out our show one-on-one every night for my conversations with leaders and experts from business, sports, politics, and the arts. Retire and do what? It's great. I don't want to stop. I'm an equal American just like you are. And guess where my trailer was? A block away from my apartment. It couldn't have been better. So catch one-on-one with me, Steve Adubato, weeknights on 13 WNET and NJPBS and online at steveadubato.org. Relief Factor. Pain relief that's real, pain relief that works, pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans across the country, me included, but not just me, people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. Shouldn't that be your story? It could be your story, but there's only one way to find out. Order the three-week quick start of packet at relieffactor.com. 
It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take in morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and thousands of your fellow Americans. What are you waiting for? You deserve to know. You know it makes sense. Liberate yourself. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Every day we hear news about violent assaults, carjackings, and other acts of crime spiraling across the United States. Washington's answer is to confiscate your guns, but a new book from Regnery offers hope for a better solution. Professional firearms instructor and veteran gun store owner Larry Correa's new book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, pulls back the curtain on Washington's gun-grabbing agenda and how you can protect your rights as well as your family. Yet, In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery, available at Amazon.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Take it from Charlie Kirk. As I read this New York Times article, so I read the New York Times so you don't have to. Salem Media Group reaches more people than they realize. This is my favorite line of the whole thing. Their hosts are big names, and they have huge reach, which makes them one of the most powerful forces in conservative media. Step into our big names to help grow your business. To find out more about it, reach out to our general sales manager, Laura Schaefer, by calling 212-857-9639. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. You can't sleep. You can't eat. There's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Another kiss. Well, there is another uh, case I want or story I want to get to tonight in just a moment uh, that I think is going to have huge legal ramifications. Uh, because I think if the federal government has ever really blown something, uh, they've they've done it with this. But we'll get to that in a second. But uh, Imran, I want to pick up where we left off. Alex Murdaugh, behind closed doors, most likely was told by his attorneys, don't do this. Don't put yourself on the stand. Don't make yourself a subject of uh, cross-examination. And he's an attorney, Imran. He, he knows this stuff. He's been in courtrooms. He, he understands what the, the possibilities are. And he ignored the counsel that he had. And now you're saying, even though his son had probably helped you know paint a different picture of him and, and be somewhat successful with that he's opened himself up to being um you know uh scrutinized in a way that that he wouldn't have had to have been had he not done this and you know you just recently uh represented uh, alan dershowitz in some of his stuff and he he spoke ravingly good praise about you because you told him at times Alan, don't do this. Listen to me. I'm your lawyer. Like, there's a reason why that attorney's there, is is it? Is there not? Yeah, Kevin, absolutely. And, you know, with Alan, you know, I will always say, um, listen, I have, uh, you know, looked up at Alan Dershowitz as an attorney, as a mentor, as like one of the great attorneys of our time. So sure. representing him at first was a very daunting prospect, but. Uh, I could say very early on, and now I'm going to sound very arrogant. You know, I was g- getting praise from him, which uh, instilled the confidence uh, in me because I don't, I don't care who you are as an attorney. If you're repping Alan Dershowitz at first, you're going to have that sort of trepidation and be like, you know, am I going to? Is this guy going to think I, I know what I'm doing? Uh, but then I had a, a, a very, you know, the honor and the privilege to, and I still represent him. 
but uh, the honor and privilege to, to represent him in a very uh, personal and very high stakes case. Uh, and that, I, I would say, Alan, um, you know, you can't divorce yourself from the law as a lawyer. You know, certain lawyers, you know, it's just a job, but then there are certain lawyers where they're really, it's their life and it, and it defines them in many ways and they can't stop thinking about it. Uh, everything they look at is through the lens of the law. I, myself, I am one of those people. Alan Gershowitz is one of those people. And sometimes you really need to, to tell them to step back. And I'm telling you, talking about Alan and other uh, attorneys that we've represented. Um, of course, my firm also represents Rudy Giuliani, who's an attorney, uh, of course. Uh, and, you know, you have to some, sometimes tell them, take a step back. You, you know, you're, you're, you're talking to us as your attorney and we're looking at it. And I'm just speaking generally here. We're looking at it without the emotion that you are, because you right. know, even though you're a lawyer, you're a human being and you feel that you, you know, when you are being accused of something, when you are, you are in the seat where all the stakes are at stake, you know, you sometimes feel the need to, to get up and, and say things and, and, and uh, make decisions on your own. But you just like, I guess when you sit back, I'm making an analogy here, and talk to a therapist or something like that who sort of rationalize things for you uh, and give you an objective sort of uh, view on things when your emotions and your, your, you know, your, your feelings are really taking over. And we as human beings do that. That's when an attorney really fills that vital role, right? And, right. and you really uh, allow and counsel and, and get, you're the voice of reason for someone who's really wrapped up in their own case emotionally. And that's something which really carries even if you're an attorney. So I would imagine, to bring it back to Mr. Murdoch, that you know he is there sitting there being accused of murdering his wife and his son. Uh, and perhaps he thought that you know getting up there and trying to tell his tale, and we'll see if the jury buys it or not, is going to somehow help him. Um, but I would imagine, given the you know tracking this case, Kevin, covering it and analyzing it, commenting on it um knowing the case you know pretty well just even as a spectator um you know i i would imagine that uh, dick harputlian the defense attorney probably felt pretty well off with his defense case after you know calling his last defense witness meaning other than alec murdoch and i would imagine he would have told alec murdoch listen i think we're in a pretty good spot i was able to show that the investigation after uh, the murders was was less than ideal. I was able to show through your son, uh, paint a different picture of you and the way you viewed your wife and your son that the prosecution would. And I was able to leave it off with that testimony from your son, the expert witness, etc. I was able to leave it off um, on, a, on a note which is not focused on all this collateral stuff which makes you look really bad. And now the jury because he's testified, because he's opened the door again to that cross-examination. Now the jury is going to hear what we heard about, like five hours or so worth of cross-examination from the plain, uh, the prosecution. And once again, the ball's on the prosecution court, and they may have the last word uh, in terms of the testimony, which is something that, you know, of course, there may be some redirect examination, et cetera. But really, you know, he's opened them himself up to a lot of questions and the prosecution to really uh, have the ability to bring it back into their court. Well, it's uh, it's certainly, it, I don't know, and, and maybe he just thinks he was that good of an attorney uh, that he knew better than his counsel. I think that's a dangerous place to be uh, because I don't think, as you were talking about, the obje objectivity. I mean, you know, Rudy Giuliani brought the mob down. Alan Dershowitz taught law at Yale for 50 years. I mean, this is or Harvard uh, for 50 years. But this, the, yeah. these are guys that that have a long stand. And yet they put their their trust into uh, uh, other attorneys when they were, were faced with stuff. And I think you have to have that objective outside set of eyes and ears to just take a look at it and say, hey, you're not seeing what we're seeing here. And it sounds like this was a fatal flaw for uh, Alex Murdoch. And maybe it's a flaw for justice. Maybe he's going to be found guilty because he, he actually should be. I mean, that, that, that might be the other part of all of this, too. Yeah. No, I mean, well, that, that is, uh, Kevin, that is, that, you know, I, I mean, I've never, we, we likely have not been in the shoes of some of these people facing, you know, the, the public sort of accusations 
uh, and the uncomfortable situation and the, you know, the allegations, the lawsuits, the legal proceedings uh, like this, especially when you have been in a, a position where you were so respected and in a position of power yourself to somehow end up on the other side of the V. And for multiple generations, his his father right, and his right. father's father before him, like, you know, and maybe maybe exactly. that played into exactly. it. Maybe there was hubris in his brain that said they're never going to they're never going to see this uh, that way. Uh, well, I, I don't I don't it, know. In that well, in that small town, Kevin, and of course, you know, leading into this trial, um, you know, they had to take down the, the portrait of, I believe, his grandfather or his great grandfather from the courtroom. Uh, in that sort of symbolic wow. sort of that, action. That does that tell you, place. yeah, just a little bit of the backstory. All right, when we come back, it's Esquire Etiquette. Uh, Imran Ansari will have a legal tip for you and me. Stay here. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com, use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow 2.0, 800 651 This is Carol Flatley-Bow for townhall.com. President Biden just signed an executive order launching a White House steering committee on equity. It's supposed to raise the profile of racial discrimination and other issues of equity. This new emphasis on equity, equal outcomes rather than equal opportunity, is occurring along with a new rise in open, vocal animus towards straight white men. And that's unacceptable. Of course, individual straight white men can be jerks, just like individual members of every other group. But as a whole, more of them than any other demographic have died in wars to keep us safe. And they built a lot of the institutions that have made our country the freest and richest on earth. As history demonstrates, only six societies and worst leaders scapegoat groups based on their immutable characteristics. Decent people, by contrast, acknowledge that what matters is what's inside, one's character, work ethic, and heart. That's a truth worth remembering. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for a memorable travel opportunity that will be a highlight of your life. Mike Gallagher and I are headed again back to Israel in October for the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll visit key sites in the Holy Land thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you may have only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details. We'll uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll set foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem, sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and much more. We'll have guides specifically for our group, lavish accommodations, and I will even broadcast my show from Israel. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel tour. Come with Mike Gallagher and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519, or just go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. All right, Legal Night has flown by tonight, despite uh, the fact that Imran is broadcasting uh, back behind the ABK Law Building with nothing but a tin can and a string attached all the way to 111 Broadway. Uh, Imran, you, you sound good for someone who's been in the cold for the last hour. Thanks for being here. Um, what is your uh, What is your Esquire etiquette for us tonight? Sure. So you know, Kevin, once again, let's bounce off a topic we've been talking about, and that's going to be: um, What if you are faced with a legal action, uh, and it's time to uh, the question before you? Is, do I need an attorney? Can I do this myself? 
Well, there's an old adage that only a fool will represent themselves. And that goes from to attorneys, to everyday people, to everyone. Uh, that's because, you know, navigating a lawsuit or any sort of legal action, whether it be civil or criminal, uh, is something that you're going to need someone uh, with expertise. You got to think about it this way. Um, would you perform surgery on yourself? Most likely not. So it's the same sort of idea uh, when you're faced with a legal uh, issue. Um, it's best that you consult with an attorney. And, you know, you may be thinking, can I afford an attorney or, uh, you know, it's going to cost me money. Well, there are different varying degrees. Of course, a private attorney like myself uh, would not take a case without a fee. Uh, but you get what you pay for. But there are uh, individuals, attorneys out there, even services like pro bono services, meaning an attorney who needs to represent someone for free for some sort of credit in their firm, etc. Um, my advice to you on this Esquire etiquette, no matter what, figure it out how you can get legal counsel, whether you're paying for a private attorney or if you can't afford something like that, getting an attorney through some sort of public defender or on a civil case, some sort of public uh, legal representation service. Don't go it alone. Get an attorney, get an expert to help you. Uh, and that's the best advice that I could give. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, solid. And if nothing else uh, demonstrates it, then tonight's top headline certainly does. Uh, anyway, Imran Ansari, another excellent legal night. Thank you for being with us. Uh, tin can, string, and all. Great. Kevin, my carrier pigeon that is somewhere uh, on its uh, way over It never over made there. it. It never uh, made yes. it. It'll, it'll have the, the show rundown attached to its little leg. Yeah. Uh, and then also the Morse code is coming down, too. But you got to well, go down I to think the telegraph office to get it. To be sad, I mean, uh, to be perfectly blunt, and it's somewhat sad, I think Biden actually shot your your carrier pigeon out of the sky with a $400,000 <laughs> missile. It, it was only a few dollars to get the carrier pigeon, but he shot it down with a $400,000 missile. Anyway. Uh, but I think we did I think we did good, Kevin, under the circumstances. <laughs> this is we, live radio, and I, you are the best uh, host to deal with things like this. Well, so you made it work. So God bless. Yeah. Thank you. I've done it a couple of times, but it's, uh, it's always kind of hairy when we do anyway, tin can string and all Imran. I'm sorry. I'm making the most sense tonight on radio anywhere. Uh, we're very, very happy to have you with us tomorrow night. Uh, it is the fun Friday edition of radio night live. And we've got a very special, uh, treat for you in store. Uh, Christine Nicholas and I will be with you at 7 PM. You do not want to miss this. It is, well, let's just say starstruck. We'll see you then.